gentlemen, boys and girls, your host is back with another one. Please help me welcome none other than a lady you've seen all over the place. She's in all of these current wrestling tournaments that are happening. She's chasing gold all over this great land. Without further ado, please help me welcome the Afropunk, Trisha Dora, the Straight Talk Wrestling. How are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I can't complain. I'm about to sit down and talk wrestling with a lady who uh, caught my eye. We were talking before I recorded. You caught my eye a few months back at uh, GSW Inception. You went one-on-one with Deanna Paratu. That's where I discovered the Afropunk. And ever since then, I've been uh, paying a lot of attention. And wouldn't you know it, uh, when Maria Canales announced the women's tournament, I, because, you know, her and I are kind of friends. We're not like super friends, but she's been on the show before. I sent her a DM yeah. with your picture and I said, this girl right here. <laughs> right, right. I'm not saying that I had anything to do with it. Obviously no, your you resume speaks for itself. Yes. <laughs> but when she announced you, I was like, amazing. I was like, this is incredible. So talk to me about all these. I mean, you're in the GSW women's tournament to crown the inaugural women's champion. You're chasing golden ROH right now. Like you've already got one belt behind you. How you want to be? Do you want to become like the belt collector of the women's division? Is that the plan? Well, you know, I I wouldn't want to collect too many things if I couldn't actively defend them and, you know, just be the fighting champion that I want to be. Uh, But I will never say no to a tournament. You know, I love. I love the, the story of the, the fighting through everything and just making it to the end. You know, tournament Trish is back in full effect. So we saw it at GSW. You know, we saw it initially when I won my Pan-African World Diaspora Championship. Now, a world title. That's right, that's right. <laughs> yes, uh, I won that in a tournament as well. So tournament Trish is out here in full effect. So <laughs> I, think, I think tournament Trish is a great name because that's I think that's where you shine the best. I think tournament play is, is your game. Like it's all about chasing the gold. And obviously when you get it, you want to be that fighting champion. But I mean, you got to imagine like when you, you're, you go into each match, like if you move on to the next round and you haven't figured out who you, or you haven't, they haven't figured out who your opponent is yet. You're, you're scouting two women because you got to think, okay, if she right. wins, I got hurt. And then if she wins, I got hurt. Now it's interesting because your next go, I mean, this is going to drop this Sunday. So I don't know if mm-hmm. the match is going to air yet. But your next match is with Allison K in both yes. tournaments in GSW yes. and in ROH. Yes. So we... <laughs> you guys got to you guys got to do the great dance twice. Uh, I mean, how do you prepare for that, knowing that you're going to get a little taste of her at GSW and then you're going to get a taste of her again at ROH, and you got to be careful because the matches are so close together in time that you really have to make sure you pull out different strategies in both matches. So what's your mindset during that? Yeah, so um, my mindset is to just continue to have a flow to everything. You know, um, throughout my career, I've never really had a hard and fast rule. You know, things haven't really been in one direction. I've been able to have like some adaptability to all of my plans, you know, that flexibility. You know, so I think that that's really going to be on display with Allison Kay. She's such a sharp competitor and she's been doing this for so long, you know, also training in mixed martial arts as well. So it's like, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm not taking this lightly. I'm not looking past her at all. I see her right in front of me and I'm going to match with her energy. So. Oh. A hundred percent. I think not only will you match it, uh, and Allison is great. She's also a former guest of mine, and I love, I, I respect her dearly. She's one of the uh, 
one of the, the, the true competitors in this business day to day, going out there, working hard, hustling, uh, having great matches. But it's hard when you got that much experience. When you're talking about a former NWA champion, she knows what it takes to win a strap. And you, you do as well. So right there, you're both going to match each other's intensity on that. But I also think she's going to have a little chip on her shoulder because you knocked off her good friend, Marty Bell. You're going to have, you're going to have a, a, you're going to have a, you're going to have a fight on your hands because obviously she wants to go to war with her friend. Now that she can't, and you're the reason why she can't, there's going to be a little bit of extra motivation on her part. How do you counteract that? Um, you know what? I try my best not to let things get too personal. Um, trying my best to keep the emotions out of the game but sometimes they just bleed over you know um there's always something going on in the back of your mind and I'm sure she'll have her friend on her mind you know I'm sure she'll have Marty on her mind and I may have to exploit that if I need to that's a smart that's a sound strategy I was just going to say you know what also that could be her downfall because she could leave an opening with frustration she could spend you know two minutes while she has you in the corner two minutes talking smack giving you that extra time to recover. And next thing you know, you can pull out. Talk to me about the finisher. You brought something back so old school when you went at Marty Bell. I haven't seen that move in such a long time. And you brought it back with precision. Once you locked the fingers, everybody knew. E even the announcers knew it was over. It was game over. So talk to me about your appreciation for the old school of bringing in your own personal flair to the wrestling world. Yeah, so that was, um, thank you, thank you. And that was kind of ingrained in me from training. I initially trained at Team 3D Academy in Florida. So their approach is old school rules with new school tools, right? So they're viewing things under the lens of the old school mentality, but the adaptability is there. And there's always been that adaptability to the culture of wrestling that's been threaded in to everything that I do. So it's... It's a little bit easier to sort of adapt to all the incoming and like the exporting and things like that. But um, I'm sorry, did I answer your question? Or maybe yeah. I. Yeah, yeah Okay, absolutely. I wasn't sure. And I was like, before I start rambling, let me make sure because <laughs> I'm serious. I, I just talk so much. I was well, like, wait good. a minute. That means that we're having a great conversation. Okay. You you met me, you're like, I I, I feel comfortable. We're gonna just we're gonna talk, we're gonna shoot the shit. That's all we're doing right now. It's perfect. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, the old school adaptability into the new school. You need like a red light, just like flash it when I'm like talking. <laughs> but um Yes, definitely pretty helpful going forward. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, uh, you proudly served in the U.S. military and, you know, fantastic. I'm glad you're able to, you know, defend the country, uh, the land that you love and you believe in, but also too, um, it's not easy being in the military. I mean, you see a lot, you do a lot. And, um, you know, thank you for your service. I mean, I'm Canadian, but your military, U.S. military protects all, all countries. So it's not just, they, they look at their own, but we're also their neighbors to the North. I mean, your government wouldn't let us, it's not letting us in the country yet. We've opened our borders, but you guys aren't letting us in the country. You have no control over that. So it's all good. That's your government. <laughs> that's, that's Listen, our government's just as screwed up. Believe me, trust me. You have no idea. I could tell you stories about how bad the government system, the governmental system is over here. Trust me. Let's not get into that. But I mean, the fact is proudly serving in the military for, I believe it was, if I did my research correctly, 12 years, right? Eight. Eight years, eight years. And I remember reading a really cool article about how you and one of your friends were sitting down, you know, your tour was almost up. You're like, what's the next step? What do we do? And you just kind of looked at your friend and you were just like, I think I'm going to be a pro wrestler. Now that's a great moment. 
but were you always a fan of wrestling? Like, was that always in your life? Yeah, I've always really enjoyed wrestling. I've watched wrestling since I was a little girl. Yeah, I have five brothers, so it's a very rowdy household always. <laughs> so wrestling was always on. There was always like a Monday night war. What are we doing on Thursday? And there's always just something to watch. You try to stay up late. So yeah, I've always been a pretty big fan of wrestling, especially seeing like Jacqueline and Jazz. And just that was the first time I was like, oh, okay. This is cool. This is cute. This is interesting. You know, <laughs> definitely piqued my interest. So uh, for sure, representation is important, but I've always grown up loving wrestling. And that's fantastic. And you mentioned two fantastic ladies, jazz legend, future Hall of Famer, hands down. Uh, Jacqueline, already a Hall of Famer, legend as well. Um, you know, you look at those two ladies and you look at, uh, you've got a mix mash of a little bit of everything that you are. You've got the power, the speed, which both ladies definitely had power and speed. Um, the one thing I think you have, that, that both ladies didn't have, but you have it just a little bit more, is your agility is definitely off the charts. You can move around that wing ring very fluid. And I mean, this is somebody who's never stepped in a ring, but I've been a fan my whole life. So I appreciate the business. But what I noticed in that match with Marty Bell is because I was interested to see, because I had seen you go toe-to-toe with Deanna. Now, Deanna, very technical. She's very, she's not, but she's not so much finesse. She can brawl, get down and dirty if she needs to, because that's just who she is. But when it came to Marty Bell, it was a little bit more, how should I say, uh, fluid, a little bit more free. Like you two were just in sync. And, and that's what I love about wrestling because it's that ultimate dance. You find that great dance partner in the ring that you can have that amazing chemistry with and you can tell a great story. And I think uh, that was the coolest part about that match was the story that you two guys told. How, how much pride do you take in, I mean, this is kind of an off keel question. So in every match, you want to go out and tell a great story, but sometimes it doesn't always work. But when it clicks, it clicks and you know it. And during that match, I know it clicked. How proud of that match were both of you? I mean, obviously it didn't go her way, but when you walk through the curtain, we all know about kayfabe, you probably hugged it out and you're like, that's a great match. But I mean, you could just tell that there was chemistry there. How proud of that match were the both of you ladies when it was done? Uh, you know, I'm extremely proud of my craft. I take this very seriously. I do train in the ring two to three times a week. I'm always watching tapes, tapes of my peers, you know, tapes of people that I look up to, my own tapes, which has been such a growing pain for myself, you know, just watching yourself on camera has been, you know, but, but you gotta do it, you know, that's how you learn and you grow and you get better. And the feeling that I felt after that first victory, walking through that curtain, you know, Jonathan Gresham was one of the first people I saw and he gave me the thumbs up and I'm like, all right, you know, okay, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, it's a good feeling. I, I feel good about, you know, what I bring to the table. And Marty is such a sharp competitor too, very much so. And has been, you know, in some of the top companies in this business and has been able to show and prove her worth as well. So it was just such a really cool moment. It's, it's, it's all coming together you know it, it's it's a it's a good feeling these past couple of matches these past couple of weeks months it's, it's all good feeling so absolutely it is and, and you should be proud of your accomplishments and ROH should be proud I mean all of women in general in this business should be proud it's uh it's taken a lot of uh when I interviewed Maria one of the great quotes that she said in that interview was the first ones through the wall get the bloodiest talking about her time in WWE when she was a diva fighting for more striving for more and then all of a sudden, you know, it, it, it just kind of came together. 
every company started putting a little bit more effort and a little bit more showcasing in these phenomenal talents. So for you right now, competing in this time period where the forbidden door is widely open and dream matches can happen and anyone can face anyone at any time, but also where women are not second-class citizens of wrestling anymore. A lot of times, at least in my opinion, the ladies put on better shows than the men. I have way more fun watching the women perform than I do the men because I always feel like the women are wrestling with that chip on their shoulder. Like we know how good we are, but we got to just outwork everyone. And every company across the board right now, all their phenomenal female competitors are doing that full force. So how does it feel in this time period to be wrestling right now when everything is just so awe-inspiring and you yourself are probably an inspiration to a lot of young women out there that you don't even know about yet. Well, that's, that's all really nice. I appreciate that. But um, it's, it's so interesting that the, the climate is just sort of shifting and shifting for the better, you know, and to feel like I had maybe even a very, very small part in that is, is really cool. You know, there's a lot of people that are getting opportunities. There's a lot of people that are, being able to like move up and just there's no we're starting to break that glass ceiling you know there's starting to be women in positions in writing and in producing and things like that that is so important especially when it comes to you know your own character you know I have to I saw myself in Jacqueline and that's how I knew I could do this you know and it's like I want to see my own self in my character you know and who can do that for me who can help me create that a woman can tell my stories, you know, someone from the LGBT community can tell my story. It's like they understand the lens that it needs to be viewed through, you know, so that you don't get those, those really awkward moments where somebody does something impossibly tone deaf that somebody really could have just pulled them aside and let them, you know what I mean? It's like, there's a, a diversity that's happening in wrestling all the way through in the ring, you know, uh, referees announcing commentary you know, promoters. It's, it's so cool to see. I'm very, very happy about this uptick and I'm hoping it, I'm hoping this stays the course and this becomes the new normal and then, you know, I'm hoping so. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you 150%. When I could see, uh, you know, women that my, my daughters admire, you know, WrestleMania week in my house, huge fight on night one, one daughter's huge Sasha Banks fan. My other daughter, she's five years old. She's all about Bianca Belair. And she's awesome. like, she's like, Dad, I, I, you know why I like her? I'm like, why do you like her? And this is right before she whipped Sasha with the hair and gave Sasha that little gash on her side. And she's like, I like it because she can use her hair as a weapon, but it's legal. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, you're, I'm like, this is my five-year-old saying this. I'm like, hey, what? she I'm gets like, it. I'm like, I'm like, you get that, buddy. I'm like, you, I'm, I'm glad that you get that. But also, too, remember that it, even though she can use it as a weapon, she doesn't always use it as a weapon. She goes, yeah, but I like it. And then two seconds later, it happens. She goes, see that? And I was like, oh, okay, well, there you go. You got me. You got me. But <laughs> just just to see, you know, my two daughters, because my wife and I are such big fans, to see the two of them, like, actually arguing passionately about who they wanted to win reminded me of my childhood, like, going to school after Monday Night Raw. And all your friends be like, Dude, did, you, did you see the? Did you see last night's Raw? It's like, yeah, I did. It's like, I can't believe Triple H did this. I'm like, what are you talking about? The Rock sucks. Triple H had to do it. You know what I mean? You just oh my you get God. so invested. And that's the great thing because it's a bright spot for the next generation of wrestling fans to appreciate everything. And the one thing that I love about you is that uh, you are you are you through and through. When you walk out there, you come out in your army jacket, you're paying respects to your past 
but also embracing this very bright future that you have. Um, what do some of your army buddies think? I mean, I know you have contact with the promoter. That's where that wonderful title behind you kind of came from the inception on everything. I did my research. See, I did my research. I came prepared, <laughs> but some of your other army buddies that you, you don't see too often, both ladies and men, what do they say? Like when they message you, they go, dude, like you're killing it right now. Must be cool to get those. Right. Yeah. It's so, it's so interesting. I was, I was somewhat of a different person too. So it's definitely like an evolution overall, right? It's, I, I've just changed so much. So it's very like, oh, wow, it's good. You know, I, what's, that's crazy. I, I think, I, I think I saw McNair on TV, you know, they use last names. So everyone's like, oh, I think they saw McNair on TV. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, hey, yo, McNair, you saw you on TV. I'm like, what? That's cool. Thanks watching <laughs> i never i don't know it gets i still i'm working on that part i still get a little a little awkward when i get called out in that way but they're very like oh my god we saw you on tv that's so interesting or that's so cool what y'all are doing and you know johnny the uh promoter johnny cross he's still in you know so he's got that direct tie and everybody's always like wow this is so cool and this is so interesting and I, this really is really cool and it's so funny because like i feel like right now as we're sitting here right now I'm just having a moment where I just am kind of understanding you know what I mean it's like sometimes you just kind of go throughout your day and a couple days go past and then one day you're kind of like sitting in front of my phone right now and talking to you and I'm just like yeah that is kind of cool you know but because I'm thinking about like all the people that I've I had a couple of two exes ago you know reach out to me and He's just like, hey, I saw you on TV. Were you on TV? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know? And it's like people I grew up with, my childhood friends, you know, it's, it's so interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm realizing that, yeah, I was on TV. <laughs> yeah. Well, soak it in though. You, you've earned that. <laughs> you, you've put the work in yeah. and your craft speaks for itself. So I got to ask, you mentioned four brothers. I mean, probably a lot of fights, a lot of scrapping and crawling in your house. Out of all your brothers, like now, they're probably all very proud of you. Like, look at my sister, she's shining. Five brothers. Look at my sister, she's shining, right? But, I mean, now you could probably kick all their butts with one hand tied behind your back. Seriously, you know, from from then, too, from a kid, I was throwing them around, you know? I was not. <laughs> and especially as a wrestling family, you know, you got the figure four and the, the walls of Jericho and the sharpshooter and the, you just get bent out of shape as a kid. So you got to learn how to like hold your own. You know, I had to learn some suplexes pretty young <laughs> and figure myself out seriously. So what, yeah, so, they're, they're extremely proud. So what was your, like when you guys were all messing around and stuff, what was the go-to move that you would, like, what was your go-to move? If you had a submission to give on your brother, what would you give him? The figure four? Were you an arm bar girl? What was it about? Like, what would you do? Well, look, I, I would go straight for the walls of Jericho classic really it was pretty simple you know you grab it step over give it a lean it's pretty you know we're just kids and we're just acting it out you don't know how much is too much so you know you definitely push the boundaries a little bit um but everybody you, stayed safe you want to share childhood stories here we go see i don't know if you can see it right here but i have this little uh little like dip in my eyebrow so I actually uh, had an okay. eyebrow ring there first and I, I didn't take care of it, but that's not the story. Right before that, I actually got the eyebrow pierced over a scar that I had because I had a <laughs> friend of mine who was completely obsessed with wrestling like me. So we went to our, uh, you know, our school playground, if you will, and there was a slide and we were fighting off the top like you would off the top of a cage. No. We pretending. And he 
elbowed me right side of the face. And I went and I flew back on the slide. But when I flew, I kind of turned and my eyebrow just down the whole slide. And I just came like it was bleeding, like, like a stuck pig. But I was like 10 years old. So I got up and I looked at him and I was like, I'm gonna go to the nurse's office. But when I come back, we're going again. And that's like, that's, that's <laughs> when you think you're unbreakable, right? You think you're, yeah. you're unbreakable. Nothing can harm you. But then as you get older, like I look back at it now, like I wrestle around with my daughter, my, my five-year-old all the time. She puts me in arm bars and stuff like that, but I'll pick her up. I'll suplex her. And then I'm sitting there the next day and I'm like, my back hurts. Cause I'm like dropping her. And like, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. And it's, it's also cause I'm, I'm getting old. I'll admit that I'm getting old and that's okay. There's nothing. I, I don't look at it as, you know, the clock's running out. I look at it as I'm going to the next stage and pretty soon I've just taught her everything she needs to. So whenever somebody tries to step to her incorrectly, she could handle her business. That's what we need. That's what we need to teach our kids these days, right? You gotta stand up for yourself. So absolutely. Speaking of you, and again, all your amazing accomplishments. Looking into this tournament, and I'm not asking you to look past Sienna, Allison, K at all. I'm not asking you to do that. You got to focus on her. But if there's any other matchups that intrigue you in this tournament, who else would you like to have that that one-on-one dance with, if you if you could? <laughs> And it's a tough one. I know it's a tough question. I know, right? I was going to say, uh, Sumi Sakai, mm-hmm. Holiday. I, you know, I, Willow is amazing, even though I believe she's on my side of the bracket. So not exactly possible, but it would be good if I like tied up with her again. You know, just run those programs with like like-minded people. It's, this tournament is so dope. Nicole Savoy. Oh my gosh, Nicole Savoy. I would love to be able to tie it up with her as well. Lots of really good competitors, but definitely Sumi Sakai. I trained with her for a little bit at the uh, Worldwide Dojo in Pennsylvania. So That's a great choice. Yeah, yeah, I, I think every choice that you listed is great. And and how cool is it to to having a, a legend in this business like Maria Canales, somebody who has been through all those? Because remember, when you were a fan, you know, you had jazz and you had Jacqueline to look up to. But let's be honest, that was not the greatest, you know, point in women's wrestling you had a lot of brawn panty matches you had mudslinging matches you had you know just anything that that could be over ex, uh, like exploiting in, in exploited yeah yeah it was very exploited and it was hard and i'm always like i when i was you know i was 13 year old boy so i was like this is awesome i love all this this is great but now as a dad i'm so happy that it's we're well past that and like you said i, I hope the uptick continues but i mean we're so close to that glass ceiling now and everything women have accomplished in the last two years alone, they've, they've been able to have, you know, uh, hell in the cell matches, steel cage matches, ladder matches. They've been able to literally break down every barrier in wrestling. What do you think is the next uptick? Like, do we need to, to finally get to it? Do we need to have, uh, uh, we had it with Tessa Blanchard as a heavyweight champion, but do we need to have an actual fighting, defending heavyweight champion for a little bit of a longer run? to make it count this time around, in your opinion? Um, you mean as it relates to the independence or you mean as, as it relates to the term? As it relates to women's wrestling as a whole, like uh, there's been so okay. many barriers broken these last two years. What's that next, you, you mentioned earlier about the next uptick, you want the uptick to continue, but what's the next, what's the next level that women can go to in this business when all these barriers have been broken down in this relatively short time compared to how long they've been fighting for it? You know what I mean? Right. Yes, I can understand. Um, I think that there's still, 
you know, just more to do be, uh, being put in training positions. You know, I would like to eventually open up a training school. You know, um, I want to bridge the gap between U.S. wrestling and like worldwide wrestling, you know, so in the U.K. and in Mexico and Canada, you know, things like that in South America. So um, there's and that's that's just the me thing, because I feel particularly ambitious. So I'm looking at this. I'm like, oh, this is just the beginning. I, you know, pro wrestling, you know, PWI is saying that, okay, I'm a world champion now. And I'm like, okay, lovely. I'm, I'm happy to have that distinction. I'm happy to have broken down that, that barrier. And now we keep going. Now I'm looking to defend a world championship all over the world. You know, now I'm looking to have conversations with, you know, TV companies, you know, I'm looking to defend this on TV. You know, I'm extremely ambitious, you know, and I'm looking to continue that. And I'm hoping that I, I know I won't say that I hope because I know for a fact that there are a lot of ambitious women, you know, right alongside me, including the women that, you know, I just named, they're extremely ambitious. So I know that they have their sights set on like amazing things. I definitely want to do more dream matches, maybe longer matches. I, I believe that being closer to the finish line would mean that instead of saying normalize women's wrestling, you know what I mean? That it's, just happening, right? And it's kind of a part of the cultural cultural norm in wrestling. So that's kind of how I feel about that. I, I agree with your thoughts. It's definitely becoming a norm. And it's great when you can see like, you know, uh, social media is a great tool for everything. I mean, for me, I love it. I use it for my podcast platforms. But as much as there's positives, there's a whole ton of negatives that comes with it. The unfortunate thing about social media is that it gives everyone with a keyboard a voice. And there's nothing wrong with everyone having a voice. It just depends on how you use that voice. I've had it used negatively towards me. I'm a little bit of a bigger guy. So, you know, I, I've had people watch my interviews and say, why are you trying to be Bubba Ray Dudley, just a fatter version with a chain? It's like, okay, well, that's your opinion. Thank you very much. I'm not trying to be Bubba Ray Dudley. I've never stepped into a ring. So I couldn't possibly say that I've, I've tried to be Bubba Ray Dudley. I'm just a person who actually, who just genuinely loves this business, has since I was a kid. And in a way, a lot of ways, wrestling saved me. Wrestling was an easy way to make friends because you talked about wrestling. You talked about your favorites, your least favorites, the guys you loved, the girls you loved, the guys you hated, the girls you hate. You talked about, and as a fan, you talked about dream matches. And you talked about, man, I'd love to see The Undertaker go with Sting. Now, I mean, we had an opportunity for that, and WWE fucked it up. They missed the boat. They completely screwed everyone over what could have been a great match, and they stuck him with Triple H. Don't get me wrong. I love Triple H. He's <laughs> one of my all-time favorites. But I'm sorry, that first WrestleMania for Sting, should have been against that's where you pull the trigger yeah. yeah that's where you pull it because yeah. they were still there the undertaker could still go mm -hmm. it, it, it could have happened and it was the first time you right. know what i mean that they exactly. you know it was well, the first time that the world would have seen it and, and, and it sucks when they miss a boat but now that the forbidden door is open and all these companies are are working together and they're they're sharing talent and they're putting talent in all these other programs is there any other company that once you get through the ROH tournament, once you get through the GSW turn, is there any other company's women's division you yourself would you find intriguing enough to step into the ring and say, I get, I really want to hang with these ladies? Well, that's just it. All of them. <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm feeling like I can and I enjoy being like world tested. So I like being able to like go in different locker rooms, you know, to be able to 
work with NWA, perhaps, you know, maybe even AEW, perhaps. I'm not, I'm not opposed to, to mingling between companies. I'm definitely not opposed to that. As the independent wrestler, I think that's one of, I think it's one of my favorite parts of being like fully independent is that, you know, I can have my fun. I can learn my lessons everywhere. I can make some money everywhere. You know, I, I enjoy that. So I'm looking to go everywhere. And as you should, your star is definitely shining bright. And that's why when I set this up with Mark, Mark was like, you know, I got Trish. I was like, oh, love Trisha Dora. Yes, set that up. I'd love to sit down and talk with her because I think she's a great talent. And I really, really do. I think your star yeah. is um, a star that's going to shine bright. And it's, 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 I got to tell you, since I discovered you in February, it's been so much fun to watch. And I know you've been around a lot longer than that, but when I discovered you, and then the great thing, again, social media, internet, all these one, YouTube is a great tool. You can go back and see snippets and highlights. But I guess my next question is as much as, cause again, I've dealt with the negativity online and I'm sure you yourself have as well, because again, every, everybody that has a keyboard has a voice. How do you yourself block out the negativity and just focus on you and your craft and getting better every day? Yeah, so it gets uh, difficult sometimes, but I I started on Twitter a little bit later. I started on social media like a little bit later, maybe like five or six years ago. Um, Thank you. We're smart yeah, people. so I'm a little We're bit later, people. and <laughs> and I'm a little bit older too than somebody that would probably be starting uh, social media at this time. That's my assumption, maybe not, but <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm a little bit older than the average person that starts the internet right now so um I was definitely looking at it through a more I don't want to say realistic lens right but what I'm trying to say is that I knew who I was as a person I was very firm in my belief in what I'm doing and I understand that this is the internet and I could buy in probably a little bit but it's probably not smart to buy in too much than normal you'll you know, it's just like everything shifts. It, the, mm, the internet is fickle. I'll just say that. So it's hard to try to, you can't nail that down. You can't nail down the wind, you know? Right. So it's like, eh, better to just catch some wind sometimes and just stay inside other times. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's so. a great, that's a great analogy to put forward. And it's, um, it's, again, it's like you said, it's fickle. Uh, you have your people there that have their opinions and everyone's entitled to their opinion. But also opinions are, you know, like assholes. Everybody's got one. And, you know, sometimes their opinions may be bang on or interesting or intriguing or, or open your eyes to a different way of thinking. And sometimes right. not so much. Sometimes you just know when it's somebody that's using the internet to complain because they're unhappy with certain stages of their own life. So it's easier to shit on somebody else than it is to take a look inside. And to yeah. those people, I say best of luck. I hope you find whatever you're looking for. That's the truth. Well, let's get back to you and let's get back to wrestling. So. GSW tournament, ROH tournament. I sat on all kinds of gold. You mentioned NWA. I know they got a tournament starting. I'm sure there's uh, the powers that be at NWA, Mickey James, and all those behind the scenes, Billy Corgan. I'm sure they're keeping an eye on some of these tournaments, and they want to see who potentially could be in there. But there's one dream match that I myself see for you that I think would be electric. And it doesn't have to be you know, overhyped or over, overstimulated. It just has to be a simple one-on-one -on -one great dance. And honestly, for me, I don't know if you've ever faced her, but for me personally, I think you and Thunder Rosa 
would be fantastic. I don't know if you've ever faced her, but I think the story that you two could tell would be magic. So AEW, if you're watching, take a look at Trisha. For sure. We had not wrestled before. I met her in passing twice, actually. So not really firmly either introducing and things like that. So I think that would be really, really interesting. I do too. And I, again, like I said, classic old school wrestling match because she's very technical. She's got great submission backgrounds. You yourself with the M- MMA, you also have great submission backgrounds. I mean, one okay. match I loved, uh, the simplest part of the match was a lot of people would overlook it was that great judo throw that you had on Marty Bell. It was mm-hmm. picture perfect. It was picture perfect. And again, that's something that not the average, you know, average Joe fan would notice or appreciate but when i did i even the announcers i actually beat the announcer calling when i watch a match i'm like oh nice story he's like oh what a great judo throw i'm like i could do your job bro i called that 30 seconds <laughs> what's wrong with you what's wrong with you come on come on ian you gotta be on the ball with these things man <laughs> but no, simple things like that that literally the smallest detail in a match is the, is the detail that i remember i remember that i remember the finish and i remember everything in between uh, but those two moments are the mm-hmm. moments that stick out to me. So when I go, when I think Trisha Dora, I think, oh yeah, first round Marty Bell, yeah, sweet judo throw, awesome submission, great way to end the match, great way. And you know what the funny thing was is that when the match was over, you got up, you were happy, you were confident, but you went right back knowing that you still have three more, four more matches to get through. So it's not over; it's just yeah. the start. And do you think, like, do you think a tournament like this? Here, here's a, a question for you. Do you think a tournament like this should be like a gauntlet style tournament? Like they should literally just just set a pay-per-view aside for this tournament. Like you, you go, you wrestle, you go back, you slug some water, you take a break, then you're out there for the next round. You know what I mean? Do you, do you think a, a gauntlet style tournament in this type of platform is a good idea if they ever were to do something like that down the line? Shoot a gauntlet, but just, well, I don't know how that would work theoretically maybe, but just have them stay out and just have the, but I guess that wouldn't be true to the tournament format, but yeah, that would be really interesting to just have them like right back to. Like you, you, you win your match with Marty Bell. Then you go, you go through the curtain. Sienna wins. She goes and then Sienna wins. It's like, okay, Sienna, cool. Awesome. Congratulations. You're in the next round and your match starts now. And boom, you walk right out. And that's, you just have, by the end of the night, one night, one pay-per-view, you crowned your champion. And it's difficult to do, but it's difficult for the performers to do, but if they can do it, and all you ladies can do it, like I said, you're all in phenomenal form and shape. I walk up and down the stairs, I get winded. You guys could go out and have a 10, 12-minute match. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm a smoker, so that's my own devices. I, I'm trying to quit on that. I am. My kids are all over me about it. But like, if you guys can do it, and you, got, you ladies are all in phenomenal shape and form, that you can do it. Uh, if somebody were to present something like that to you, would you be like, yeah, I'm over? Cause I mean, you are tournament Trish. It's just, yeah. you, you have to keep the name. You have to. Yeah. yeah. I, I would be absolutely down for that. <laughs> All right. So now you should, I, you should book that. You should book I should, that, I should, you know what? I, maybe I will. I'll, I'll talk to my friend, Brandon from GSW and say, Brandon, listen, when this women's tournament is over, let's just next pay for you. Let's do it all women's gauntlet tournament. So the winner has to, to go against the champion to defend a title. That would be dope. That would be dope. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to book that. I'm going to, I'm going to message him right after this, Trish. I am, but I, <laughs> I can't wait to, uh, I can't wait to see uh, your career progression. I can't wait to see where you go. And I mean, looking beyond these tournaments, uh, what's something else that you want to tackle this year? Like a goal for you. Uh, let's say a goal for you professionally. 
and a goal for you personally. So by the end of 2021, what, what do you have in store for yourself? Two personal goals on both sides of the fence or one each on both sides of the fence. Okay. So personally, mm-hmm. I would like to, well, COVID permitting, right? I want to secure an overseas booking, like more than one, you know, just to set up like a little mini tour for myself, you know, um, maybe just like 30 days long, go to a town, keep my head down and just hit the shows. Um, a lot of the times, some of the uh, <clears throat> the shows in other countries, they'll run during the week. So it'll be like a Wednesday or a Thursday or Friday. I'm like, yeah, I'll just run up in there, keep my head down just run through a couple of shows, you know, just learn on the run, get some stamps on my passport, you know, that kind of a thing. So I'm looking to secure some dates for sure. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Definitely there, looking to do that. Is there a country and, um, in mind that you have that you want to perform at? Like one that you'd want to overseas booking that you'd want to hit first over everything? I'm assuming it's probably going to be Mexico or Japan. See, cause, oh, that's the thing, right? So before COVID, I was supposed to work for C4 in Canada, but right. everything got shifted around and I never got to do that. So it's all four are really tugging me in four different directions, right? There's Canada and then there's Japan, which I miss thoroughly. And I think that there was so much left on the table, you know, from my last visit. So I'm like, shoot, I'll definitely come back with a little bit more wits about myself and can navigate things a little bit better for sure. Um, definitely Mexico. I, I had not, um, it's, I've been trying to find my way to get like the proper connects to finesse and just kind of make that work. It's been very difficult, but definitely something I'm looking at in the future, but I am going back to the UK first. Fantastic. I have all kinds of unfinished business, so much left on the table, um, especially since my, my, my first visit, it was just so many, like, all of my good indie stories, all of my good, oh, darn, just my luck kind of stories, they happen in the UK, you know? Um, so I'm just ready to go back and, like, just write that wrong or just rewrite history a little bit and kind of change up some of those memories and making sure that I can just continue to, like, push forward. I'm looking to, I'm looking to bring this to the UK. You know, that's uh, yeah, looking to do it. Absolutely. You know what? I, I know some because I'm from Canada here, right? Born and bred, Brampton, Ontario, Canada. And we got one hell of a scene over here in Ontario. I know you mentioned C4, but don't sleep on Ontario. Ontario's got a lot of great other promotions. And there's a lot of okay. great ladies in here that can, that would love for a shot at that title. To mention really? two off the top of my head, Jody Threat. Yes. Alexia Nicole. Those two ladies, okay. I'm sure would you would tell an awesome story with either one of I them. I love Jody Thread. I think she's awesome. Every time I see her, I just point to her and she points to me and we just like walk fast and go do our business. You know what I mean? It's like every time I see her, I'm like, hey. And she's like, hey. And I'm like, hey, soon. Jody, <laughs> so, is, Jody is my daughter's favorite. So, I mean, my daughter yeah. likes you, but if you're in the ring with Jody, you're not going to have Ooh, my daughter's support. Sorry. We're going to split her maybe. Oh, <laughs> maybe. I'll, I'll work hard. I'll work hard for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work hard for his support. And my uh, two more questions. I'm going to let you go enjoy the rest of your day. But, um, oh, you know what? Of... Sorry. sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I, I didn't answer the personal question. That was the, uh, oh, yes, you, that's my professional. No, sorry I'm about horrible. that. I'm, it's, I'm, it's I'm just going to leave. I'll leave now and you could just talk to a blank screen. 
no. It, it's just because um, I only, I'm just super excited about this because it feels a little bit more real, you know, sooner than later. But I'm actually looking to hopefully um, start to transcend wrestling and take some talents and just pour them into other avenues. So I'm looking to get my modeling portfolio situated and just, you know, try my hand at some modeling, you know. Um, one day I think I'm gonna get sick of hitting my head sometimes. So I'm just, you know, starting to like grow some seeds and just watering some things elsewhere to make sure that that transition can be smooth. And I'm really excited about that, so. Absolutely good for you. You can do it because you are very easy on the eyes. I cannot, I cannot. <laughs> I, don't have the, I don't have the face for modeling. I have a face for conversating. That's what I have the face for, not modeling. No modeling here. <laughs> But um, uh, in terms of, again, being an inspiration to women, you talked about Jacqueline, you talked about Jazz being an inspiration to you. There are definitely little girls out there that look up to you and they think, man, I, I, I want to do what she does. Uh, I want to I wanna go that avenue. I want to I tell stories. I want to have a championship on my arm and I want to just rock. I want to take the world by storm. If there's a young lady that's watching this or a young man that's a fan of yours and he's watching this and he's, he or she's thinking man, I don't know if I could do it. What would be the one thing that you would tell them advice-wise in this business to say, hey, you know what? You can do it. And this is maybe something that might help you along the way. Yeah, honestly, I would say that you have to, you have to find your group. You know, um, trying to pursue wrestling has been really interesting for me personally. Um, there's just a lot of little struggles that you kind of don't really think about. It's such a financial struggle, you know? It's an emotional struggle. There's so many things that we go through that we would just go through. But now that we're on social media, it's like those things, and now we're going through those things in front of people. So, you know, that just adds, adds another layer of like stress and things like that. When you don't have your, your friend group or your peer group or your core group of people, maybe if it's just one other person, you know, for me, I have like a, a really tight knit group of maybe like two or three people, you know, and that's kind of my safe haven. I feel empowered and comfortable to bounce ideas off of them, to hear their ideas, you know, to watch their promos and like give them feedback. They watch mine and we watch each other's matches and we're, we look out for each other professionally. And you, you grow that over time, but it's really important to, you know, make an attempt to maybe try to foster that with some like-minded people. It'll, it'll, it'll make your journey a little easier, probably. <laughs> it's definitely made my journey easier because I did the front half doing all the heavy lifting and being actually a little bit upset about it, you know, just kind of not happy, not Oh, just to just to think about my mindset, you know, back then was just not not very good. I'm in a better place now because when I have a thought like that, I just know I'm not alone. I have peers that also feel that way. So if you're like just starting off in the business or in any anything, actually, I think just finding a core group is always just a smart call to me. So, absolutely, I agree with you 100. That's fantastic advice. And uh, anybody out there that's watching that. Take another truth because I have my I have my core group of friends as well. None of them, surprisingly enough, except for one of them, are wrestling fans. The rest of them are not, but that's okay. A couple okay. of them have actually that's watched good. my interviews and I've turned them, I've turned them on the wrestling a little bit. They're like, 
Okay, hey. I like it now. It's all right. It's not, you know, it's not the greatest thing. Like if I'm bored on a Saturday or bored on a Sunday, I'll watch something. Okay. But I won't go out of my way. Watch the like, entire okay. thing. <laughs> like, all right. Thank, thanks for fitting us in there, bud. I appreciate right. it. <laughs> and my last question, my final question. Everyone has that dream opponent, that one person they'd love to get in the ring with. Now, this question could be anyone that's passed on, anyone that's not active, or anyone that's currently active. If you could pick any wrestler, doesn't matter, male or female, your dream match, who would you love to step into the squared circle with? Well, um, as a full circle moment, Jacqueline or Jazz, me and Jazz were set to um, compete. We ended up tagging on a show, Black Girl Magic, which is actually really, really, it was a really, really lovely experience. Very, very exciting. So quite the full circle moment. So I was able to have that, you know, I was thinking like, all right, one female, one male. So, okay, I have that um, under my belt with Jazz. I'm hoping maybe we can run it back in some way before her retirement. She's on a retirement tour right now. So um, my hope is that we can, we can do that. Uh, let's see. And funny enough, last year there was a show and I was supposed to wrestle Jonathan Gresham. Mm. And the show ended up not happening. And ever since then, I just, that seed has just been planted there now. You know, and now it's kind of like, all right, it'll happen when it's, when it's supposed to happen. Like the universe will allow that if that's meant for me, but that's such a dream match of mine, you know? And it was very, very close to happening. So I'm wondering what the universe has in store as far as that goes, so. Well, if I could speak on behalf of the universe, universe, we have to make that happen now. Cause as soon as you yeah. said, John, I don't know if you saw my reaction. When you said Jonathan Grisham, I was like, <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. It was, it, honestly, that would be a very cool match. And I hope the universe, the stars align in somewhere, shape or form, that match can happen. And if that match does, you let me know. You DM me, Straight Talk Wrestling on Instagram. You DM me and you say, yes. George, it's happening. And I will go there. I will figure out a way to be there just so I can cheer my hat up. And I'll put it on wax right now. I love Jonathan Grisham. But I will put my support firmly behind you in that match. Yes. There you go. You got it. My dear, thank you so much. It was an absolute <laughs> honor to sit down and talk with you. Like I said, this is going to drop on Sunday. I don't have the calendar <laughs> in front of me, but let's see. 13th, the 15th. August 15th, this is going to drop. So we're recording it okay. on the 11th. It's going to drop on the 15th. I'll tag you in everything so you're aware of it. Maybe get a few shares. You know, it's up to you. No pressure. Yes. But before I got you. you go, please, I follow you on all social media platforms, so I, you don't have to worry about it for me. But for anybody else who wants to follow your journey on the wonderful world of social media that we spoke about that can be fickle, where can they find you? Yes. Uh, so on all my socials, I'm at TrishAdora202. And that's on Instagram. That's on Twitter. On Facebook, I have an athlete page. And that's called Around the Way Girl. So you can follow me there. I keep those relatively updated daily, every two or three days. So always posting about so many things that have been going on. August has been stuffed to the brim. There's so much going on. But I do have an episode on IWTV that's independent wrestling TV. They have um, a series where they give these cameras to independent wrestlers and, you know, they 
just kind of gave me a camera for about eight weeks and I just filmed like a little snippet of my goings on. So <laughs> I have an episode of that. So very, very interesting stuff for me on the horizon and just in general. This has all been crazy. Thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. Thank you for taking the time out. It's always a pleasure to talk to someone who uh, I respect and admire in this business. And now the cool part about this is not only can I say I've sat down with Trisha Dora, but Trisha Dora is my friend. And that's pretty freaking cool. I can say that. <laughs> so you are officially now a member of the Straight Talk family. Anytime you want to go round two with me, I'd be honored to have you on the show. As always, guys, I'm your host, your boy, George Bakai. You know my socials. You can hear him at the end of the show, too. Peace, love, and wrestling. See all of you guys next time. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace. None in my league. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm out of space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going state to state.